And we're joined by Stephen Pritchard. Now it's time to have a look at the commodities, Stephen. Yeah, Sarah, we'll just have a look at the commodities and the currencies and the equity indexes, but not a lot has changed really since the end of last year. So the the, the, cop, uh, the gold price is um, $1,668 an ounce, which is down a half a percent since last night. Uh, the copper price is $8,669 a tonne, which is down 1.5%, and the crude oil price is $85.42 a barrel, which is down 3%. Um, the only major change in the currency, you know, over the break was that the Australian dollars continued to to rise. So, so um, it's it's gone up almost three cents since the beginning of January. So, so we were talking about eighty point eighty point six two US cents. So that's good for anyone who's booking a trip to go over the US. Very good. US at the moment. <laughs> Um, not so good if you're, you're an exporter, though. And against the Great British Pound, we're 56.77 um, pence. And against the New Zealand dollar, we're $1.09. And the euro, we're 64.91 pence, euro, euro cents. Yes. And so the equity market indexes, the, the all ordinaries has going, been, been going reasonably well since the beginning of the year. We're 6,182. Um, so we're still above the 6,000 level. The uh, S&P 500 was 2,823 and the UK FTSE was 7,533. So really, if you've been away, I've done nothing for the last six weeks, you haven't missed too much there. Um, BHP um, was uh, $30.38 this morning, which is down um, 1.5% on, on yesterday. Uh, CBA was 79.59 cents, which is up 1.1, probably the announcement of the new managing director. Uh, NIB, the, the local health fund, was down 0.4 to $6.76. Now, people have done quite well out of that. I mean, when it first came on the market, you could buy them at 80 cents, and, mm. and so now, which is not... That's- so many years ago, and now we're $6.76, so that must be the local new local champion. And uh, Telstra, Telstra just going along, you know, uh, up two cents, $3.63, um, because when Telstra first came on the market, it was $9. So, <laughs> so you're better off buying that local health fund than Telstra. Yes. And the fuel price, uh, the fuel price is shocking, $1.37 a litre in Newcastle. Yeah. And uh, yep. $1.30 in Sydney. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you can't afford to go anywhere. That's exactly now. right. Pick uh, where you're going. Cheaper yeah. to go overseas. And a dollar thirty seven a litre diesel and a dollar thirty five in, in Sydney. So hopefully if, if Jane Jane Klein's theory is right, the fuel price should kinda of start to come down because the holiday season's over. Oh well it always trends, doesn't it? When hopefully. it gets up you know it's gotta come down. Hopefully. That's yeah. the way it works. We hope. You yeah. we hope. Now look, coming up we're going to have a look at financial goals for two thousand and eighteen. Gonna have a little talk about that, which is really good I think to set up your year yep. with a fresh mind and some ideas on where you're gonna go financially. Henry, you're back. I'm back. How are you, Stephen? I'm good. We all had a good break, and we've now got the, the Australia's Best Newsletter writer back with us. Have you? Where? I'm talking to him. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What time are you talking to him? Oh, in about 10 seconds. <coughs> no, we're back. It's good. It's, it's good to back. be back. It's good to be back. It's good to have good a yeah. I was having way too much fun. Yeah, I know. It still feels like you don't want to. It still feels like when you get out of bed, I should be having the day off. But anyway, nothing yeah. we can do about it. So no. uh, the CBA's appointed a, a new CEO here? Yes, he's uh, coming and going. Or he's uh, Matt Cumming, and he starts in April. Ah. So um, he's going to replace uh, Ian Rev. So I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. 
the market seems to be of two minds mm-hmm. at the moment as to whether it's good. There are some that wanted an outside uh, man to come in and sort of purge the culture, um, and there are others that are basically saying, well, you know what, Commonwealth Bank's not really um, business-wise. It's doing very, very well. They're going to make you know a huge amount of money, $10 billion announced record profits. So business-wise, they don't really want someone to come in and interrupt everything. They just want someone to change the culture. Now, maybe Matt is the man to do it. Maybe he isn't. But um, at the moment, the market seems happy that the juggernaut money-making machine that is Commonwealth Bank will continue to roll on and pay dividends to everybody. But um, whether the culture actually changes remains to be seen. And, of course, we've got the Royal Commission um, cranking up in the next week or so. They've already The banks have already put in some submissions. Um, and I'm sure they're going to get lots and lots more. So um, they need to clean up their act, and they need to do the right thing because they are in a very... Um, a very good position. There aren't many businesses in the world that, uh, you know, there's four companies that make $30 billion in profits out of 25 million people. Yeah, that's a that's lot a of lot. money. A lot of money. So speaking that of that, do we know how much new CA is going to be paid? Uh, 2.2 million. Oh, that's um, okay. Just a little bit less than yourself, Stephen. A lot less um, than myself. <laughs> um, so he's being paid two point two million, which is lo- a lot less than Ian Rev. But he does have um, he does have um, bonus potential to take him up to a lot more. So if he gets things right, and it's not just I suspect about profits now. Um, it's you know banks are very keen on all this sort of um, um, shareholder um, and customer engagement and three sixty reviews and being nice to people and doing the right thing. So. Um, Lots of warm and fuzzy things, I'm sure, will contribute to it, and he'll probably get 10 million bucks. Did you see the story about ANZ, which ANZ this morning, how they're going to be turned into tribes? Tribes? Yeah, yeah, it's a new management structure down there. Well, didn't um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood sing a song about two tribes when they go to war? Certainly yeah. did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they're going to have tribes and squads. I couldn't believe Isn't it. When I was us back to the dark ages. I couldn't believe it. When I, re- I was on the way over here and reading it, and I could not believe it. Somebody's obviously read some sort of new uh, fangled management book yeah. over the Christmas holidays and decided that this is the way to go. We'll call our divisions tribes. I mean, yeah. how's that going to go with the shareholder presentation? Well, the financial tribe this year <laughs> has done very well. I was they haven't wan- eaten their own. I was wondering <laughs> if you didn't like it, you could throw a spear at them or something. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, well, maybe it'll catch on. Maybe it'll catch on, but Uh, not sure. And uh, catching on, Surtex seems to have got a a takeover offer at $28 a share. Saved by the bell, yes. Um, This this one's had a a rocky ride, to say the least. Um, It's been up, it's been down, it's been all around the place, um, and they have been bid, uh, it's a $1.6 billion uh, bid by a U.S. cancer uh, treatment company called Varian uh, medical and um, yeah, it's the board has obviously grasped it with both hands. Um, they couldn't take the money or recommend shareholders take the money quick enough. Um, the, the stock has had some issues in the past. It has a um, a unique kind of um, liver cancer treatment, which unfortunately for those people suffering with liver cancer doesn't actually cure um, liver cancer at all, but it does does give a, a better quality of life and prolong life. Um, they have had some issues in the past with uh, falling sales and lack of uptake and, and clinicians and cancer specialists not really adopting it. But these guys, who I believe are one of their competitors, have come along and bid 28 bucks. So, you know, everyone should just be very happy. They were trading at 16 bucks before then. Mm. So, um, yeah, very happy shareholders, I would say. 
Uh, yes, I think, yeah, we, we should probably accept. Uh, no, I think you should be kissing the ground that Varian <laughs> walk on. And the shareholders in Hunter Hall funds will be very pleased. Yes, yes. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of people that have believed the Surtex story and have got behind it. They had some shenanigans with the CEO selling mm-hmm. um, large parcels of shares and all. He's looking a bit silly now. Yeah, um, I was thinking that myself. So it just shows you, I guess, sometimes that insiders don't know everything. I think there's still a class action going on as well as in the background with um, with some people. But um, now those shareholders that are in the class action may be a lot happier now and less inclined to pursue a costly legal battle. Yes. And Fortescue Metals believes the iron ore discounting's over? Yeah, well, they like to, wouldn't they? Um, The um, Fortescue, unfortunately for them, and it's always been their issue, is since they started, their resource has never been as good as BHP or Rio, or or Genus for that matter. Um, And as a result, um, they've always had to accept a discount. Now, in the past, the Chinese have been so keen to get their hands on on iron ore at any cost, that discount hasn't been that great. And they used to get around 90, 95% of the um, the 62% iron ore price. Um, But in recent times, the Chinese have been clamping down on uh, environmental issues and trying to get rid of the smog and all that sort of stuff and have been trying to use higher grade um, iron ore to ensure that uh, it's more environmentally friendly and, and that means that Fortescue have been taking around 66-68% of, uh, of the iron ore price which is kind of a big drop. They're still forecasting 70-75% to 75% of the price for the year. Um, you know, that may change. And I guess the big news for Fortescue is they have a new CEO. It was the last time Nev Power fronted shareholders as the CEO. They've done a remarkable job in getting costs down. I think it's now $12.08 US uh, per wet metric ton of iron ore. So that's pretty good. And if you're getting, well, current price around 73 bucks, what's 65% of that, $48 or something? Um, if you're getting $48 and you're knocking it out for 12 you're making $36 US a ton. Not so bad. Not a bad business. And having a look at what's happening in the marketplace. Ah, uh, Henry, uh, JB Hi-Fi seems to be doing well. JB Hi-Fi is doing very well. It's um, now there's been a lot of talk, and let's face it, we've talked about it here on the on the on the program about Amazon and the coming of Amazon. But JB Hi-Fi, um, I guess, have, have benefited from the fact that the, the whole Amazon launch has been a bit of a damp squib, bit of a fizzle. Um, it, it was. It wasn't even really a sizzle, was it? I think you know you have to you have to be careful longer term because these guys, um, you know, they're, they're coming and they'll work it out. But um, you know, it hasn't been a particularly aggressive uh, rollout so far. JB Hi-Fi, which got whacked down to about twenty-two bucks back in uh, November, and now trading near all-time highs at twenty-nine dollars and twenty-three cents. So it's been an extraordinary rise. It has been helped. Uh, to some extent by um, cool things like uh, new Apple products, um, iPhones and all those sorts of things, which came out in, uh, in around the sort of October, November time. So that kind of helps. But also they, they've responded quite well, I think, to the whole threat of, um, of Amazon. And, and I was just actually writing something at the, at the moment to a subscriber who asked the you know, same question about these guys. And, you know, the, the guys that have responded well are doing very well, like the Kogans, the JB Hi-Fi's, those that have been slow off the mark and are kind of dismissive, like Maya, are not doing so well. <laughs> yeah, I've got an acquaintance who's a manager at Domain, and uh, Domain Electrical, and yeah. they, they told me they have 
you know, they do price comparisons and Amazon's more expensive than them. Well, I think I think that that's that's to a certain extent very true. Um, but you know, Amazon. Um, it's early days. It's, it's early days. I mean, they will they will get it. And to be honest, you know, for a massive company like Amazon, is Australia really the top priority? Twenty five million people. Mm. You know, that's three U.S. cities. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's 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 not massive, and we do have the tyranny of distance and the logistical issues with delivery mm-hmm. outside of metropolitan areas. So you know, there was a lot of hype and a lot of um, media media frenzy, I guess, about all the uh, coming of Amazon. But um, so far, it hasn't really translated. But having said that, retailing is still a pretty tough spot, That's and you know, we saw some results today from Godfrey's. I, I have no idea why they still exist, to be honest. A store that just sells vacuum cleaners um, is beyond me why anybody would buy shares in them. It, it's clearly going down the gurgler. Um, and, um, you know, but and we've seen problems with, uh, you know, speciality retail. We've seen, you know, there's, there's a litany of um, retailers that have gone to the wall in Australia. Um, people's consumers' habits are changing. We've got very high debt, and we want experiences rather than just stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think... Uh, that's um, it's interesting, but JB Hi-Fi obviously they have stuff that does give experiences because you buy a laptop and then you've opened up a whole world of of the internet. Yes. It's funny you talk about that because there's a shop possibly open, opening where you share things. So things you only use once a year, you donate, and it's like a library and you borrow it out. Oh, so yeah. it's Excellent. yeah, yeah. So it's just reinforcing that we want less stuff and more experiences. Where is that at? It's going to open in Newcastle hopefully in the oh. next six uh, months or so. That's a great idea. Yeah. Isn't that called Kennards? No. (laughs) (laughs) Or Coats Hire? (laughs) Slightly different. We're looking at more tools and different things, I believe. All sorts of things. I think think that's my friend Zoom that has a a garage very similar to that. There you go. He's always the man to go to for a tool if you need a tool. Well, I've hardly got any tools. So, so, <laughs> Can't so imagine every, that. No, every time I want to buy something, I use something, I'm going to go and buy a tool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, to get Swift, it needs some few tools on its continuous disclosure or something. Something's not yeah. swiftly happening there. No, no. We, well, we actually had um, Get Swift in our small cap portfolio that I've been running, and, and we did really well out of it. We got out of it. It just got a little bit ridiculous. Um, and subsequent to that, it's it's got even more ridiculous. They, they've made all these kind of grandiose announcements about, you know, signing up Amazon and signing up these people. And as it turns out that um, some of these big signings aren't that big. Some of them were trials. Some of the trials finished, and they didn't tell the market. Some of the, they, uh, they appointed new directors and didn't give director's interest. So I guess it shows uh, it shows one thing is that um, it's easy to pump a share price up when there's a feeding frenzy for mm-hmm. good stories. Um, the other thing it shows that it, it's kind of tough being a um, public listed company. Everyone thinks it's, the, you know, it's a wonderful way to make riches and you know you go from a small tech startup and you list on the ASX and then suddenly you're in the ASX rich lister as that um, the AFL footballer that um, the ex-AFL guy that runs GetSwift. Um, but there's a lot more to it in terms of compliance and in terms of scrutiny um, and sometimes if you're not ready for that it can really bite you and I think these guys have obviously shown their naivety um, I hope it's, hopefully it's naivety rather than uh, anything more uh, suspicious um, to pump their share price up they've been suspended for some time the ASX is not happy with them um, it remains to be seen what happens when they come back but um, there were a number of people uh, big institutions that actually bought them at 
$4. They did a $75 million capital raising at 4 bucks. They got suspended at 2.90, and I reckon that when they come back, they'll be below 2 bucks. So there's going to be some uh, some nastiness and some uh, some bitterness in this one. Yes, if they ever come back. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen that before. And yeah. um, Treasury Wines Estate. So if you guess, get, get Swift's shareholder, you can buy some of Treasury Wines Estate's products and help you there. To console yourself. Yeah, yes. I mean, Treasury Wines Estate has been a massively successful story, which, you know, given the, the brands they have, and let's face it, brands are everything in the drinks market, um, and the access they've had to China and that massive market where, you know, the Chinese um, just love spending money on red wine. Um, and you could basically, um, you know, could bottle anything and stick a fancy label on it, and they'd probably say yes. Um, that's great. Um, the stock's at an all-time high. Um, it's done very well. Michael Clark um, has done a fantastic job, especially at opening up that uh, Asian access and getting those premium brands in. Uh, the company announced uh, they beat expectations with their profit forecasts, uh, with their profit that came in, and but they didn't update guidance, so it's been a bit kind of ho-hum after that. Some people still love it. Um, we've got it in one of our portfolios. We've done really, really well out of it. Um, but um, they're now looking at beefing up the American side of things, changing the way they uh, do the logistics side of it. They've got a very big American operation coming out of the Napa Valley. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an impressive outfit, but uh, they have warned that there may be bumps along the way. Um, but China still remains a you know, massive market for, uh, for Penfolds and their premium products that they have. Okay, and what, what, what tip have we got for this year, Henry? What tip? Be kind to your mother. Be kind to your mother? Oh, that's a yeah. good tip. I like no, that. No, 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 Stay tip. healthy. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Oh, come on. What too, about the red wine? Much. Yeah. Too much. Um, and uh, I, I think you know a lot of people are still very um, sceptical about the um, about the stock market and its highs and everything. And there's a lot of people out there predicting a crash. I've got to say, it's you know it the, the market still looks pretty pretty good. Um, even the U.S. market still looks pretty good. Their earnings are, are pretty good. So I think it's not a bad environment to be. Uh, to be looking at stuff at the moment, especially in the, the mid to small cap ends um, of things. There's, there's some interesting things, and I think the world will uh, will you know, start to look different in a year's time with uh, you know some of the technology that's coming along. It comes along quickly. And uh, if people want daily comments, where can they get that? They can sign up to uh, to the Marcus Today newsletter at uh, marcustoday.com.au, and they get a two-week free trial, and uh, they can hear all our wonderful small cap tips and our wonderful portfolios we run and, and all our commentary on what's going on so it's well worthwhile oh, I'm sure it is Henry so back next <laughs> week when we'll be feeling more like doing some work we're looking at financial goals for, for this year setting ourselves up yeah, I mean, it, it, people make all these resolutions and things they must mm. want to do, and yeah, it all sounds all good. And it never happens. I had a checklist to do some stuff financially before February. Did you? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> missed that deadline. It's still February. It's still January in some parts of the world. Well, that's very true. That's yeah, it. But I think I take that approach every year. West. Maybe us. I just need to know where to start. Have you got some yeah, sort Yeah, so, of so that's the most important thing. You need to, you need to get started. You need to, you, you need to make a list of what you want to, want to achieve. I always find that if you, you, if you write down what you want to achieve, you're more likely, and just not financial goals, but anything, yep. you're more yep. likely to get it done. If you do it, you do a to do list. 
Yeah, you can cross it off. Oh, I do like that. And affirmations and put them oh, around the house. Oh, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't <laughs> I wouldn't go, go that I far. Don't go that far. So if you want to, you know, the first thing you need to do is do a list of what you want to achieve, whether you want to... Become you know, a billionaire. Become a billionaire, save for a new car, um, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing you need to do is 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 to prepare some kind of budget. And everyone turns up oh, their nose. I don't like they, that word. They, yeah, they all they all say that. No, oh, look, we've tried to do that, but we can't do it. No, the real reason is they, they you can do well, it. Well, where do you start with a budget? So you you get your spreadsheet out. Uh, you get a spreadsheet out, or, or 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 you know even paper. There's plenty of people around that have got budgets that you can use. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got to write all your essentials on there. Yes. That's as far as I've got. You have to write everything on there. Yes. Yeah. Right? So you need to. First of all, you need to try and work out what you're spending. Mm-hmm. That's the first bit. So you need your, you know, you've got your your mortgage repayments or mm-hmm. your rent or whatever, your council rates, your water rates, your insurance, your food, your drink, your alcohol, wine. Oh, gee, that's going to blow me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah stop at uh, that. Your motor vehicle costs, uh, um, you know, your petrol registration insurance, and all those things. You need to work out how much you, how much you, um, how much you. Uh, uh, um, are spending on all those, okay, and how much? Um, then you need to work out how much income you've got, and hopefully, hopefully, what you're spending is is um, less than um, input versus output. Yes, hopefully, yes. your income's greater than your um, expenditure. Um, but if it's not, all's not lost. You need to go through your your expenditure once again and and see um, where you can where you can cut expenses. And, you know, you've got to remember that if you're having a cappuccino a day, at the end of the year, if you put that $4 a day, well, they seem to be getting to four fifty now. Yeah. Save that. At the end of the year, you'll have $1,000. <gasps> Don't tell me that. I love my cappuccino no, I'm just saying. You, yes. Yeah, well, that's right. Little, you've got to find where, you've got you got to, can, you've got where to, the money's going yeah. and how you can cut that's it. That's right. And I always find one of, the, one of the things you need to think about, most people, what most people do is they... they, they Get their get their or a lot of people they they get their salary in they spend whatever's in the bank and if there's anything else left by some miracle they save that so you need you need to reverse that yeah you, you need to you, you need to save your money that you want to save first so if you come down at the end of the day you you, you know you want to go on this holiday at the end of the year and it's going to cost five thousand dollars you've got to save a hundred a week so what I would do is was take that hundred a week out of my salary and put it into a a, a um, special account yep preferably one that you which a passbook account I think a couple of institutions have still got those is that one you can't touch that's one that you've <laughs> got to go into the bank building society or credit union okay. to actually get the money that's yeah right. I need one of those yeah money is too easy to which we spoke about before money is too easy to yeah. access this is half the problem well you don't see it now it's just a tap on the card so uh, you can't tap and go it's even see worse it, feel it's it even look worse. at it yeah yeah so you go down to the shop and you see those oh I'd like those shoes whereas in the old days you know, you go down the shop and they've got this couple of hundred dollar pair of shoes and it's been yeah. reduced by fifty dollars. You know, I want that. Whereas in the old days, you would have had to go back to the to the bank to get that amount of money yes. out. Yeah. Um, and that kind of slowed down the. But now, oh yeah, I'll just. And, and the other thing that's even worse is this thing called afterpay now. Oh, I know. How deadly does that sound? Yeah. So you can go up to the shop and, and and buy this stuff and take it away and and you can pay it off in four instalments or something. 
on your credit card. Mm, I don't like that idea. No, I don't like that's that straight idea. Up but, but, it, but it's being offered. <laughs> yes. It's being offered. Yes. So, you, you know, you need to do your budget. You need to work out how much you want to save and then take that money out up front. And you'll be surprised that if you take 10% of your salary out up front, get your payroll to pay to a separate account that you don't touch. Yep. Um, how quick you won't even notice that that 10% is missing. Really? Yeah. That is, it is a good idea. And as you said, the starting point is to write it down. And I guess once you see it, once again, in paper and you see it there, you think, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm actually spending this much on my hair or this much on whatever. You know, it's a good way to, to look at it and go, I can cut this straight away. I don't need this. Yeah, and people spend a lot of a lot of, a lot of things on stuff that they, they don't kind of realise uh, adds up like you know if you're going out for lunch every day yeah um and you know it's very difficult to to get a, a milkshake and a sandwich some politician said or something about tax cut. <laughs> uh, i'd expect that would you know you, you'd probably pay 12 dollars for yeah. that now. so that's another 60 dollars a week true we well, spend yeah. about an average of 15 dollars on lunch let's yeah. say yeah yeah so if you brought the if you brought the the, the sandwich from home with the ham sandwich or, you know, whatever from home, probably talking about 2 or $3. Oh, gee, you're making far too much sense for me. So what are the other tips for this year? Okay, so once, we, once, we, once we've worked out how much to save and what our goals are, um, and once you've got a long-term savings plan, you need to look at other types of investment opportunities rather than just putting it into the uh, savings account. Yes. Yeah, so you need to look at um, so there's some managed funds, Exchange traded funds. Um, um, whether you want to buy, a, whether you're paying, want to buy your house. Mm. Uh, even even putting it in a term deposit at the bank. I mean, your savings account generally, you know, some of them around town are point one mm. and point two. But by putting it in a term deposit, you know, for three months, you'll get, um, yeah, two and a half percent. So, Stephen, how do you decide um, what's the best for you? Obviously, it changes from person to person. But if you, you know, you've got some funds you want to do something with, how do you know whether to look at invest? You know, well, it depends. It depends, what, it depends what you shares? need the funds for. Okay. Right? Depends what you need the funds for, and the and the and the and the time frame you're looking at. Now, the longer the time frame you've got, um, you're better off putting in the share market or property market or something or some type of growth investment. Okay. Shorter term, your best things are um, your, your term deposit type things. So if you're going to buy, if you're saving the $5,000 yep. to buy, get your holiday at the end of the year, the best, the best place for that would be a combination of savings account and a, a term deposit. Once you get 1000 or $2,000 in a savings account, just put in a term deposit and you'll get you know, three or four times the interest rate. That's good. That's yeah, good. that's really good. So it's these simple things you you need to you need to look at, and of course, um, one of the other things is don't let the money just sit in your sit in your bank account. That yeah, you're getting that point, a lot of people point, fall into that trap. One percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So make sure you've got it somewhere that's actually doing something. Doing some reason. And most of these everyday accounts or transaction type accounts that people use don't pay any. Interest mm. often charges. People fees. probably think they're doing the right thing by just letting you know uh, keeping. Well, they are for the financial institution. Yeah, that's exactly right. Someone comes off the window. Yeah. It's just not the right. So, people. so yeah. After you've got a bit of money, first look at your term deposits, um, and then look at the time horizon as to when you want to invest the money. Stephen Pritchard, look, I think that's about all my brain can handle today. I've got to go do a lot of changes here. I was going to go buy lunch, but 
you know, might have to go hungry now. Save the money. Save the money. But even something as simple, I know some of the people at work, something as simple, go down to the the bread shop and buy a bread roll and then go down to the delicatessen and buy a couple of slices. Oh, there you go. That's If you see me coming, you know what I'm doing. Stephen Pritchard, thank you. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Sarah. (laughs) Thursday Finance on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.